and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. This is your host, Doc. And I'm going to do a special show right now. This special show is dedicated to my one of my first loves. It's called Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. I was born and raised in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, New York. I was schooled in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn and Bed-Stuy is in my DNA. It is a part of who I am and what I am. I learned most of my first lessons some of the most valuable lessons that I ever need for the rest of my life, I learned there. And I'm going to explain to some people out there why they are not allowed or should not be allowed to claim bed as their own because they have nothing to do with the legacy. They have nothing to do with what gave the name, the reputation that it had and has. When you're in a club and they're screaming, is Brooklyn in the house. They're not talking to you. They're talking to people like me. And just to clarify, I'm not coming to you from a standpoint of some thug, some hoodlum, or some gangster. I went to junior high school, 35. I went to PS 262. I did not see a white face other than teachers in either one of those. I went to boys and girls high. You were not in my high school. You were not in my neighborhood. You were not even in the surrounding neighborhood. So, bed was a black thing. We built that do-or-die name. Young black men and women built that name. And to appropriate it has really pissed me off because a part of it is the fact that that name rings bells worldwide. There's a certain way that a person is expecting you to act when they hear that you're from there. Not that you live there. Let's clarify that, too. Living there is cool. I love to see the neighborhood on the come up. I love to see that new people are experiencing the Brooklyn vibe. I hold that not against you. But what I hold against you is you are claiming as as though you built it. Those fucking bricks were built when you got there. You did not do anything to uplift that name. We did. The young men and women who were born and raised and schooled there are the people who built the reputation that is a strong reputation and, like I said, rings bells worldwide. You can say bed almost anywhere and a person sparks up when you say it. So you're not allowed to take that if you're from fucking Montana, been schooled in Wyoming. You're from California. This is this might be your home, but this is not where you were built. This is not where you learned the rules to the road. This is not where you learned how to maneuver minefields being from brooklyn means that you learn how to maneuver minefields and let's get to one point real quick brooklyn in the 1970s and 80s and beyond was one of the most racist places there was i lived in brooklyn i worked on wall street i went to nyu i tried to get an apartment in fort hamilton i was turned down the second that i got there because i'm a black male so we had areas we could live and we had areas we could not go New Utrecht. We were not welcome. We were not welcome in Mill Basin. We were not welcome in uh, Bay Ridge. Uh, there were a lot of areas in Brooklyn black people were not welcome. Kensington, where I wound up living for a period of time later on in life, I wasn't welcome there. It was a predominantly Jewish neighborhood and they wanted nothing to do with black people. They didn't want black people anywhere near them. We had Bushwick, we had Flatbush, and we had Brownsville, East New York, and Bed-Stuy. Those were our predominant areas. 
And you cannot dispute me because I was there. And if you were there, you know this to be true. It was us and Hispanics. And that's all there was. If you saw a white person, they were coming in and they were going out. They did not live there. There was no white people on Halsey. There was no white people on Fulton Street. There was no white people on Reed Avenue. Malcolm X Boulevard, as you call it today. There was no white people living on Sumner or Tompkins or Marcy. So cut the shit. You had nothing to do with it. Because I'm going to tell you now, when I went to the uh, roller skating ring, Empire roller skating ring, there was no white people roller skating in there. When I went down to Arby Square Mall, there were no white people on Fulton Street shopping there. So I can't even go on the fucking Instagram now without every white guy who lives, or white girl who lives in Brooklyn, now with a bed t-shirt on, like you have something to do with the culture that was created, the name that was developed. You don't. And like I said, you could be proud of where you live, but don't fake the funk. Stop pretending as though you were in park jams, that you were, you knew corner stores that were black owned. Yeah, Brooklyn... Bed-Stuy used to have black-owned corner stores before Habib came there, before Poppy came. There were grocery stores and penny stores on all corners, and they were predominantly owned by black people. There were no fucking Chinese restaurants. We used to actually have chicken shacks, fried chicken shacks. Crab trucks used to come on Saturday and Sundays. You wasn't there. You know, you wasn't there when we was out in the street with our do-rags, our gazelles, and our nylon t-shirts, and our boomboxes. You wasn't there. And so stop fooling yourself. You wasn't on that back car to the A-train. Because you couldn't ride the fucking back car to the A-train. I never seen a white person on the back car to the A-train after evening hours. Because only a couple of kind of people could be on the back car of the A-train. There was the predators, and there was the prey. And if you was on that back car, your ass was prayed between Utica Avenue and J Street and Barrel Hall. And that is the bottom line. That is the truth. I didn't see you at those park jams. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Well, let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that would allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. I didn't see you at Fulton Street Park when they was having the Friday and Saturday night park jams. You just wasn't there. You just was not there. I didn't see you in the Pumas with the fat strings. You wasn't there. Now, I know that the neighborhood had a lot of bad shit going on, and there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. I know more killers than I know college students. I know more robbers than I know guys who went on to have good corporate careers that's just how it goes that was the day and that was the time and people bitching and moaning about 600 deaths and that is a lot of murders and i understand that but i lived there in the heart of a time where we had decades of only over 3500 i mean that was daily every year 
every single year. So you would one day know somebody, the next day you're putting on black because you got to go on Albany Avenue and go, you know, to awake. But that's just the reality of the situation. Now, I, I love I love BK. I love Bed-Stuy. It taught me everything I needed to know. I mean, how to deal with people and how for people to deal with me. It let me know what my lane was and lanes that I should not try to get into. Like I said in the beginning, I'm no thug. And Bed-Stuy has all kinds of people, intellectuals, uh, progressive people. You got people who are into only crime. You got some people who have never done a crime in their life. You got people who went on to become military officers, cops, which is, still bugs me out, the way we were treated by the 79, the 81st uh, precincts, how the hell somebody decided that they wanted to be a police officer. I would never know coming from where we were because we were treated like shit. I mean, I'm sure you don't know what summer lunch program was. And my family actually was one of the families that gave out summer lunch. And that would get massive crowds to come by your house every day, Monday through Friday. And they would pick up their summer lunch and they always would ask for extra, but they would drop off boxes and boxes of this shit. So your family would never care. You just give it to them. You know what I mean? So it's it, it just I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it bothers me. It bothers me that I cannot go to Instagram or I can't even go online and look at Google and put in the word bed style. And it's represented by white people who were not there. Where are the black faces to a neighborhood that was built by black people? When you think of Compton, California, you do not think of white people. You think of black people. And it's like something else has been taken away from us. We get things snatched from us all the time. Corona happens. We're in Corona. Corona's going on now. And a lot of white people have bailed out to go back to wherever the fuck they came from. The safety of their mother's home or their home state. And when it's over, they'll come back, I'm sure. But for now, in the heart of the shit... You have some place else to go. That Bed-Stuy cat, that Harlem cat, that Bronx cat, South Bronx, that was his home. That was his home. He had no other place to go. And if he had some place else to go, it was always in the surrounding area anyway. So he might as well stay at his own crib. You know? Now, New York is all of mine. I mean, the village is mine. Coney Island is mine. I mean, I partied everywhere. I partied Red Parrot, Copacabana, the Roxy. Bentley's, Webster Hall, Limelight, the tunnel, my favorite spot of all time, which is, uh, damn, I mean, I partied at Harlem World, I partied everywhere. Ape Street, St. Mark's Place were big time places that I spent a lot of time. Yankee Stadium is like a second home to me. City Island. So New York is my place. Delancey Street, going out there to get our sheepskins and get our new gear and pumas, that's my life. You know, dice games on the corner. I've won thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars playing dice and hole in the walls. And sometimes just on the street corner. You know, I go back. I go way back. Me and Brooklyn go back to fucking pacifiers. I mean, I was born in Brooklyn Jewish Hospital. And they pretty much spent the first two decades of my life until I moved to Utah in the barrel of Brooklyn. 
And that was really my first experience with white people, because before then, I really didn't have any experience with young white people because you didn't exist. And I did not exist to you. And I mean, I like I like the fact that people uh, want to move forward and people want to uh, make some change. But you can't change any race at the same time. And that's what I think the big issue is. It's almost as though the brother and the sister have been erased from the history. I even hear that there's a movement set forth to change the name from Bedford Stuyvesant to something like Bedford Heights. What the fuck is Bedford Heights? It's bed Stuy. There's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that built up that do or die name. And it's not right to do anything to change that. You know, just because new people come in, they say, okay, let's make new laws, new rules. I'm sure the brothers in the neighborhood appreciate some of these little diners and little hipster places, but everybody ain't about that shit because Manhattan already had that for us. Park Slope already had that for us. All we had to do was get on a train, a bus or a car, and we could experience that. And I almost forgot this was the place I was talking about, the Palladium. That was my all time favorite hangout party place in New York City. You know, I'm from the time in Brooklyn where we had house parties and sometimes these house parties would set shit off and there'd be shootings outside. But that was <coughs> just a part of the situation. It's real life. Brooklyn's always been real life. It's always been raw and rugged. It's always been dangerous and tough. And see, that's what they expect when somebody asks you if you're from Brooklyn, they're expecting a certain amount of toughness from you. They're expecting a certain amount of swagger in your step. They're expecting, they are expecting some things. They're not expecting nothing to come back. They're expecting a return on you just saying the word Brooklyn. And then especially if you say the word bed -Stuy. Okay. It's a, uh, I don't want to ramble and I don't want to bore you, but you know what? You can be called out and you will be called out by people like me if you decide that you want to tell me that you're from Bed-Stuy and you can't even tell me what Reed Avenue was, where Reed Avenue was, where Sumner Avenue was. I'm not going to allow it. I mean, because could you have survived when all the stick up kids were everywhere? And I am not talking here, there. You couldn't maneuver around them. You had to know them. You had to know how to flow because each block might have had four major stick-up kids. And this is even before the crack era. Now, the crack era brought a whole different function to Brooklyn. People that were normal and decent and hardworking, three weeks later, you could see them pushing a shopping cart with cans in it. And this was just normal. Girls that nobody could get to touch became lascivious whores for $3 because that's what drugs do. The neighborhood got bombarded with drugs. And so violence became a, a way. We used to have movie theaters. You might not even know Brooklyn. Bed-Stuy was full of movie theaters. We had the Banco. We had the Regent. We had the Louise Gates Avenue. I mean, there were movie theaters. We had everything. We Before 77, the blackout, Broadway was thriving. There was uh, stores everywhere. You would, I mean, that was a place to go eat breakfast. Then the blackout came and they burnt the fucker to the ground, basically. And to today, Broadway has never recovered what it was. As far as I'm concerned, Fulton Street never recovered what it was, but that wasn't due to the blackout. The city 
with all the building of corporate shit downtown has just has made it a mess. It made it a mess as far as I'm concerned. But you know what? I come from a different New York than you might come from. You know, I come from a, a New York that still had Tad Steakhouse and uh, fucking uh, Beef Steak Charlie's, places that are long gone. And the original, original Rays, because now there's original, original Rays, and there's Ray Rays, and Rays Famous, there's all kinds of shit, you know. I I just would like for you to be consistent, you know. I would like for you to use some thought when you say that you're from Bed-Stuy. Say that you live in Bed-Stuy. Show some respect to the name of Bed-Stuy. Just say I am living in Bed-Stuy, but I'm originally from blah, 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 because it actually is insulting. At least it's insulting to me. If nobody else will say it, I will say it. I'm insulted when I hear a young white male or female who's over a certain age, and any white male or female over the age of 30 cannot claim to be from Bed-Stuy. That is a fact. I will not back down from that. There is no way around it. You might have, the first influx might have been around 2005. Before then, you didn't exist. I could walk from Fulton to fucking DeKalb and wouldn't see a white person. I could do that for 100 days in a row and wouldn't see a white person unless you work for fucking Con Ed or I was a cop or something. And you know this to be true. So Montana, Michigan, Alabama, North Carolina, stop it. I don't claim your city. If I won the lottery tomorrow and I moved to Malibu, I wouldn't claim to be a Californian. I would say I live in California, but I'm always going to be proud Brooklynite. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time. This is Doc from Strange Talk with Doc. And I'm going to do my normal show Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. You can call in. You can find all my information online if you like. And from there, I would love to hear from you. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you each and every time, people, peace to you and peace to yours and stop faking the fucking phone.